Welcome to Emron's podcast, episode number 71. This is your host, Suman Silwal. Check out our website, sevenbridgesmarathon.com. Come visit our beautiful uh, city in the south, Chattanooga, Tennessee. And uh, we've got the Tennessee Aquarium and Rock City, Ruby Falls. Visit emrods.com to listen to our previous podcast episodes, links to our social media channels, and get race discount codes. I'd like to welcome Jay Nevins to Emron's podcast. Jay is a race director of the Seven Bridges Marathon and many, many, many races up in Tennessee. And also Jay is a runner, triathlete, and he does a lot of things. Uh, and uh, Jay, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me. So how's the weather in, at Tennessee? Is it as hot as Alabama? I don't know if it's quite as hot as Alabama, but it's pretty hot. We did have a little break with the humidity over the weekend, but we're back up in the 90s today with high humidity. So pretty hot. Yeah, it, it was really pleasant weather today. I even ran this afternoon, uh, midday lunch run, three, three miles, and it was really wonderful. You live in Chattanooga area, correct? Yes, sir. So how's the Chattanooga uh, weather is uh, differ to other area in Tennessee? Is it um, because of the mountains, surrounding mountains, is it a little cooler or how does that work? Um, I think really it's, I think the, the temperatures really are about on average the same as the rest of Tennessee, but I think the mountains really makes the weather uh, that much more random. So a uh, thunderstorm might uh, filter down a valley and we catch some of that, or it might dismiss us completely. You just never know. So it's, I mean, while, you know, weather in general is, is hard to predict, I think it's even harder in here in Chattanooga sometimes. Got you. Yeah. Also the river, riverfront river helps or that, that hurts with the humidity. How does that work for you guys? Yeah. I, I mean, especially in the summer, it's really bad, but um, in the fall, it's, you know, it, it starts, starts getting really nice um and the humidity is not always such a bad thing definitely in the fall time i have run the seven bridges marathon multiple times now and with that weather and the breeze and running uh, <laughs> running close to the river it's just just wonderful weather so we can talk about that race in a little bit uh before we go forward tell us about how did you get involved with the race directing um what do you do now tell us about how, how did you get involved well funny enough i actually got my start doing uh bike racing i had a, a roommate that was uh, a bike racer and um, we were part of a bike club and we had to put on races to maintain our status as a, a club in good standing so i helped him do a few bike races and then um that just kind of segued into doing all kinds of races and the, the really what what we're trying to do with Scenic City Multisport, um, who is the that's the umbrella company that puts on Seven Bridges Marathon, is to be as accessible as possible for all athletes. And um, cycling isn't always that way. We do do an occasional bike race, but um, we're more focused now on on running races, 5K races, mud runs. Um, anything that uh, that you can roll off the couch sometimes and do. And of course, but you know, Seven Bridges weekend we have the half and the full, but I feel like the, the the half marathon is almost the new 5K. <laughs> Definitely. It's a very popular event, uh, not only here in the southeast, but around the country. That's what I heard. That's what I hear. The half marathon being, you know, uh, very popular and um, people, a lot of people are running that. Why is that like that? I, how is the landscape of running racing has changed since you're involved? Well, I mean, a lot of folks are just always trying to stay fit. And I, I think there's more folks out there that are are running regularly. Um, and like I was saying before, the accessibility, you really only just need like a pair of shoes and time to go out and run. So, and, and a lot of cities are making it easy by, I mean, here we have a beautiful river walk. They've just extended it another three or four miles um, south 
uh, of the river here. And cities are providing amenities to make it easy for folks to exercise. So um, they're really focused on uh, health and, and fitness. And I think that's uh, that's a big part of it. And a lot, a lot of folks just want to, you know, be more fit. Definitely. For for a year and a year out, how many races do you manage or direct uh, for you? Sure. Well, last year we helped, I, th- I believe the number was about 105 Um 105 events. Um, we also uh, do timing and race management in the Nashville area, and that includes all types of events, everything from stand-up paddleboard races to mud runs. A few years ago, we even helped with a fishing tournament. So we're, we're, <laughs> uh, we're, we're open to helping with anything, but um, really the, the majority of what we do is running. Definitely. Uh, but there's only 52 weekends uh, in, in a year, and, uh, and uh, what do you call that? Not many, uh, not many weekdays events, sounds like, but you, you keep yourself busy, sounds like. Right. And yeah, and, and to speak to that, too, we are trying to um, participate here in town with the, the youth development of runners, too, and, and triathletes. Um, and we're actually planning. It's funny that you say that about the weekends. We are planning some uh, weekday events next year, evening events, both uh, cross-country races for kids. And then aquathons, which is a, a pool and a run. So you're kind of leaving out um, the you know the the least accessible part of that of a triathlon, which is the bike. Um, so you can get folks that you know they come in and do maybe a, a 400 yard swim and then a 5k run, and um, that's an event on a Tuesday evening. So we're looking forward to to hopefully working with um, uh, the Ironman folks here in town and the local Chattanooga Triathlon Club uh, to, to push those forward. Definitely. Uh, talk about that. You kind of brought some of the some of the questions I want to ask. Uh, uh, most of your events, are they... In, I know the Seven Breezes brings people from all around the country, but uh, a lot of events, they're local events, correct? Yes. Uh, we I would say 70 to 80% of our events are local, but, I mean, we have timed... Uh, stand-up paddleboard races in Miami, and last year we did a 5K race in New York City. We just did a 5K uh, run in uh, Anaheim, California back in May. So we'll pretty much go anywhere uh, that that we're asked to go uh, as long as the travel's covered. And we have partners in other cities, so we don't always have to travel with our equipment. We can, we can work with the folks that use our same timing equipment and our same technology, and it's really really seamless got you uh one other thing i have noticed uh, about chattanooga uh, even the over the years i've been been coming to your city and running the running the seven bridges marathon and and all the races it has grown uh in so much uh so many activity uh running uh endurance activity over there i mean you have iron man half iron man a lot of trail races tell us about the chattanooga community why it why it is so diverse and so much grown over the years is it a lot of local people or is it involved people from outside like us coming from birmingham atlanta area or how does that work Well, I think it's a combination of of everything that you just mentioned. Uh, I I believe the genesis of the whole uh, outdoor focus was in the late 80s. And Chattanooga was really trying to decide what what it wanted to be. And and then if you had to distill it down to kind of two words, we wanted to be the scenic city. And for that, you know, that kind of speaks volumes about where they wanted to head uh, coming out. Uh, from the 70s and the early 80s, we had a lot of pollution problems here in town, and they were really they really decided they wanted to focus on um, the outdoors and the scenic beauty of Chattanooga, and that I mean you have to be outdoors to do that. So the there was a real focused effort by both um, 
the government and um, the citizens, and then also had a, some foundations here in town, and also industry. Uh, everybody worked together, and um, that has been kind of the renaissance of the Chattanooga downtown. And from that has, you know, blossomed. We had the U.S. Pro Cycling Championship for, I believe we had for two years, two years ago. And then the local uh, convention and visitors bureau worked with um, Ironman. And we started off with the full Ironman. And then two years ago, we had that full and a half. And then I believe this year, we're the only city in the world to have four Ironman events. We have the half and the full for the age groupers and the elites. And then we also have um, the world championships of the half and the full. So it's really amazing. And it's not and it's just not only um the running and a triathlon. We had the the U.S. Masters Swimming Championship, Open Water Swimming Championship here, which we um we did just down in the Tennessee River downtown. And then we also have um, a really great uh, stand-up paddleboard race called Chattajack, which has become really popular, um, which is a 31-mile stand-up paddleboard race that runs from downtown Chattanooga to, to uh, Nickajack Dam. So it's really, we have uh, a lot of diversity. We have rock climbing. Um, it's just anything at the outdoor and, and we have a, a huge trail system that is um, part of it is inside the city and um, trail systems all surrounding the city too so it's really amazing um, just the variety that you can do on on any given day and any given weekend definitely uh, last time I, w- I visited your city I, we, we got I got to run the lookout mountain a little bit the trail I really want to come back uh, you, you showed me around a little bit I definitely like, like to d- discover a little bit and I was told that the uh, Lookout Mountain 50 is a very great race to come as an uh, ultra-distance race, too. So Yeah, I mean, and I left out the, the ultra-trail running. I mean, we have uh, wild trails here in town, and then uh, our Rock Creek Outfitters uh, store, they put on their own trail series. Uh, I mean, on any given given weekend, there's just uh, so much to do. Um, as you remember, the you know, the trail system that we ran on was just, I mean, technically, it was out of the city of Chattanooga, but it was only a mile out of the city of Chattanooga. It was just right there on the side of the mountain. So it's everything is really close here. Definitely. Really like the passion of the city of Chattanooga, the, the way things have grown. And, you know, the city itself, like you said, the downtown itself is also beautiful. Uh, we always enjoy coming to your city. Uh, before uh, we go forward, let's talk about the Seven Bridges Marathon, which is coming up. Um, I'll, I, will, I will be coming back again. Um, and I have uh, Boston qualified there twice. And um, the course uh, uh, is, is uh, what do you call, uh, Chattanooga Flat? Uh, <laughs> Most of the right. most of the bridges uh, are the hills. Uh, uh, let's talk about that race a little bit. Uh, give give us a little history in that race, and then uh, what you what you visit in that race. Uh, that's I guess uh, your main event uh, for the year, correct? Yes, sir. That is our our biggest event. Um, it's coming up again, October fifteenth. This is uh, number seven for us, and we're lucky enough uh, this year uh, to have um, the uh, Georgia Cumberland Conference of the Seventh Day Adventist to be our title sponsor again and they're always supportive it's a really good fit with them they're this want to promote uh fitness and health so it's it's a really good fit for us and it's on a sunday uh i know it's kind of i would guess it's kind of split 50 50 maybe half half of the marathons are on saturday and half are on sunday so um but ours is on sunday and we do packet pickup on saturday and um it's like i said it's the seventh annual so we our first one was six years ago and um, it 
we were really surprised at the the response that we got and the number of folks that came out and we've just grown a little bit every year um this year we're we're going to be right right around 3000 participants um, more than half of those are going to be half marathoners and then um, slightly fewer than a thousand will be full marathoners and then um, the remainder will be our relays we have the half and the full relay and then of course the kitty k and the 5k so we really have a lot of choice if you're looking for a mid distance like a 10k then you can get a buddy and and do uh you know do a relay or if you're looking for uh Something for your kids to do. Uh, we have that also, and we're pleased to say also that we had a um, a great meeting with um, Heritage Health Foods, and they will be helping us with waffles at the finish line again this year. And that's another thing that we're really proud of with this event are, are the runner amenities that we bring uh, that we think is that differentiates us from every you know from every other marathon. We have uh, approximately 22 aid stations for the full marathon. It's about 10 for the half. And if you do that math, it's a it's an aid station almost every mile. Um, and then we do our, our medals are, are always big and awesome and heavy. And our T-shirts are high quality dye sublimated technical fabrics. And um, when everybody finishes they, for the half and the full, they get, of course, the medal. And then a towel and a water bottle. And then this, and then last year and the year before, we started doing uh, waffles for everybody at the finish line. So um, we're really excited to to bring it all back again this year. Definitely, I'll look forward to come and run again and enjoy the third weekend in October in Tennessee. Uh, talk about that. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about the course. Uh, you 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 gave us gave us over overall view of the race. Uh, tell us about the course, how the courses lay out. Uh, tell us about the bridges. What are the most difficult bridges? I know that about mile sixteen, about eighteen, that's the hardest part for me every year. But once I pass that area, pretty much flat. Uh, uh, well, it's it's all downriver at that point, pretty much. Um, you're talking about the Chickamauga Dam Bridge, and that is actually going to be um, a little earlier this year. We're making some small alterations of the course. It is essentially be the same footprint, but that'll be closer to 15 and a half this year, I think, than 16. Um, and that is really the uh, probably the the, the largest uh, elevation gain that you have during the entire race. So that's one of the bridges, but just a uh, the half folks do not, the half marathon folks do not do that bridge, just the full. The The race starts in Coolidge Park, uh, which in, is in downtown Chattanooga, right next to the river. And you run out and first thing that you do is cross a bridge and go by the aquarium and head down along the river uh, next to Ross's Landing, which is the um, where Chattanooga was uh, kind of incepted with, uh, that was the original settlement. Uh, John Ross was the chief and uh, leader of that settlement. And so you'll run right by that and out toward uh, Finley Stadium, which is where we do uh, a lot of the soccer games and some of the football games for the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. And then you come back toward the aquarium and cross the, the old Jotty Bridge, which is Highway 27. And actually, you pass, then you pass by uh, the start finish line and cross. Veterans Bridge, and then you're out a little bit of ways on Amnicola Highway, and that's the where the split happens. Um, the half marathon folks will turn back toward town and come back to the finish line. And as you mentioned, the, the full marathon folks will uh, continue upriver toward um, uh, Chickamauga Dam, and they'll cross that, and then they'll head back on the Riverwalk 
and um, join back with the half marathon. And um, we get about a mile and a half out from the finish line is really the, our only non-bridge climb for the entire race. It's a little area called Battery Place. And um, there's about, oh, I would guess it's a quarter to half mile uh, climb there up to um, our Bluff View Art District. And from there, you cross the Market Street Bridge and circle back around and to the finish line. So it's really um, a lot of it is uh, you do a lot of downtown uh, exploration with the aquarium and the IMAX theater and our uh, our outdoor climbing, outdoor indoor climbing facility downtown. And then you get a lot of uh, great views of the river there along the river walk. So really something for everyone. Definitely. And uh, uh, just like uh, as you as you talked about uh, that event, I have run so many times that this race now, uh, I can actually tell you that uh, some parts are very fast and runnable, and uh, except uh, when you as you climb that maybe that bridge, but when you climb down the bridge, it's pretty fast as well. So I can tell you that for sure. Um, so so those those areas also have to consider that uh, a lot of time people think that um, coming it's going to be flat, but uh, or it's going to be hilly. Being in Chattanooga, it's not neither. It's just pretty pretty runnable and pretty fast. Like I said earlier, I uh, BQ twice. And and so, so I ran Boston twice running at Chattanooga. So that's that's always I look forward to run it. So, so talk about that race and the race event. Uh, tell us about uh, uh, what do you provide in, in each aid station for the full or half marathon? Um, well, there at the beginning of the of the aid stations, we mainly do just Gatorade and water. And then as you get going along uh, further into the race, um, we provide you know anything from M and M's to I mean this year. Uh, we're, we're hoping to, we provided pickle juice in the past, which went over really well. Um, we've done cookies and candy and just, and, and also, I mean, those are kind of, um, outside the box staples for us, but we also do provide the old standbys. We do, um, uh, goo gels and we have those really, I believe like the last half of the race for the full marathon. So, um, you know, once you're in, once you're up, or maybe in pretty much past mile marker 10, almost, you know, every aid station will have gels and bathroom facilities. And, of course, um, we do the, the Gatorade in the water. Definitely. Uh, talk about that. What is your cutoff time for the for the event? I think there's a there's a certain time you have to get off the the back of what he called Chickamauga Dam. Um, uh, so, so tell us about the cutoff time. For the full, we just want folks um, being going going across the dam getting across the dam by i believe it's 10:30 a.m. so if the race starts at 7 so you've got you know uh three and a half hours to get out to what is now 15 and a half miles um and then for the half i, I believe we're one of the few races that don't we don't have a time limit on our half marathon so we get all kinds of participants that walk and then of course we have the racers too that um enjoy you know the east tennessee flat um so it, we it makes for some some quick times definitely and uh talking about adding to this uh talking about that emrons has been providing pacers uh, last couple of years and i think we're coming back um jeff uh jeff estes he he deals with that i just kind of helped him to <laughs> or helped him to manage so we do have a uh, pacers coming in um uh, have you have you decided uh, all the pacers uh all the groups uh that we need i think we're doing the same thing we did last year is that correct yeah if yeah i believe we're gonna we if anything i have gotten a couple of requests for uh just a, a couple of fast 
faster pacings. I don't know if we'll be able to find pacers that could do 3.15, but we'll certainly try our best. Maybe we can lead them out halfway. That's another thing that is that we get a lot of great comments on are, are the not only the number of pacers that we have, but the fact that, um, you know, we have so many paces for the half that actually run, you know, the half start to finish. And we have so many pacers for the full that do the entire distance. Also, we're so thrilled to be working with M runs again for on the pacing. It's just, again, it's a, it's a runner amenity that we like to go, you know, just beyond, uh, what everyone else is doing, in order to provide the best possible experience for everyone. Definitely. I'm, I'm being a pacer myself, and I like to get paced uh, as well, uh, some events. Uh, I think one year I got uh, on-the-spot pacing by a guy who, who ran uh, uh, 305 marathon. He was doing 320. He helped me to pace. Uh, but we do not have uh, that faster group. I think 330 is the most we go. and uh, But 315, sometimes we do find at the start line, we find people who are running that pace. That's what I did. And over the years, that's what I do usually once we go beyond certain pace uh what do you call time so and it's hard to find fast pacers so uh and anyway we, we can we can look into that uh, uh well, we, this could be this could be our call to action too if there's some fast pacers out there that are interested definitely then, um, yeah. please contact us and we'll We'll put you to work on a fun, a fun race. <laughs> definitely, definitely. We'll we'll put you to work. And uh, pacing is a lot different than racing. Uh, and if we want to talk about that a little bit, um, I know um, I do that a lot. But but definitely, uh, it's it's a very satisfying uh, uh, things to do. Pace pace others to fulfill fulfill their dreams. At Boston Boston qualifying. It's it's wonderful. So so let's move forward. Uh, let's talk about uh, kind of talk about the from the race uh, racing uh, seven breezes. T- tell us about you do so many races uh you put so many races out there what is the difficult part for you as a race director event manager um all the things you do time i think time a time event what is the most difficult part for you uh let's look at let's talk about just the race uh, race directing and and the sides of that what's the difficult part i mean the it's really just a it's a giant project just has a thousand moving parts so i i don't know that there's any um i mean the hardest thing for me coming coming from bicycle racing and kind of doing all my everything myself is is being able to delegate to other folks and to do that i mean it's like it's just like the pacing um that we do with m runs you want to find somebody you know that's qualified and excited about excited about working with you and you want to just be able to hand hand that uh responsibility that that race responsibility off to someone who's going to care about it as if not more than you do um so you know we have two um aid station captains for seven bridges that are coming back one guy it'll be his fourth year and he's actually we fly he uh him and um his uh partner out from Oregon now they they've moved to Oregon but we fly them back to town because they're passionate about the race and they're passionate about providing good aid stations. That's just one example. I mean, just being able to find reliable people that you can delegate these things to. And, and with an event, especially the size of seven bridges, um, you want to do it as far out as possible, because if you're making those kind of plans the week of the race, you're in big trouble. But for the smaller races, it's really um, the challenge now is uh, first finding, you know, a date where there's not already four or five events happening that weekend and then finding a venue. Um, the city of Chattanooga, while they're really great to work with, 
um, become more aware of both the liability of the, well, not only of the, the positive aspects of bringing a race to town, but also the liability and the safety of the runners. Um, so they have um, put, you know, more stringent requirements on some of the things that we do. And um, it's not, they're not anything that's, um, it's not a reasonable request, but still it's, it's more complicated now than it was three years ago to put on a race here in town. So those are just a few of the things that are challenges for us. Definitely. Uh, one of the things we didn't touch uh, uh, during our earlier conversation, uh, earlier conversation about uh, talking about uh, volunteers uh, having so many events, uh, you know, events cannot be just run, like you said, just mentioned just now, um, by yourself. You need people around you. Let's talk about a little bit about the volunteer, volunteer help for all your events, including Seven Bridges Marathon. Uh, how do you get the volunteers? Because they are the main engine of uh, <laughs> running events, you know. Yes, definitely. The um, I mean, for Seven Bridges, we're lucky to have uh, several different volunteer partners. Our main our main volunteer partner for that is College Dale Academy, which is uh, a Seventh Day Adventist uh, grade school and high school, and they help us with our aid stations and our goodie bag stuffing and filling water bottles. Um, so um, they provide a lot of volunteers and and help us with a lot of volunteer effort. Um, and then, of course, we also work with the Chattanooga Triathlon Club. They man our biggest aid station. And then Southern University here in town, they also provide some volunteers uh, to, to man aid stations. And as far as our other uh, events and volunteers, that really is dependent on uh, the organization that we're working with. Because a lot of times uh, it's a, an event is a fundraiser and the folks that you're fundraising for, they're the ones that provide the volunteers. And actually, they're the ones that, that really drive the registrations. Uh, we're really lucky uh, that there's so many passionate causes here in town. Just recently, uh, la- actually last year was really kind of the first year for it, uh, is a race called the Camera Run that's coming up on, uh, I believe it's August 25th this year. And it's uh, to memorialize uh, Cameron Bean, who was uh, a near pro runner here in town. He was a steeplechase guy and a distance runner. And he was... Uh, you know, he was struck by a car and passed away several days later. And it really has uh, um, struck a chord with everyone here in town. I mean, both the cyclists and the runners um, that, you know, the, the roads are dangerous and you want to be careful. And but uh, the thing that Cameron Bean was passionate about was uh, youth development. And so um, the, the tragedy of his death uh, from that has come. Uh, a lot of people that are passionate about raising money and putting an effort to growing our youth programs here in town. So um, that's just one example of of, of a nonprofit and, and the volunteers just uh, coming out and, and showing their support by both volunteering and running and promoting these races. Definitely. Uh, Jay, uh, you, you talk about a lot about uh, putting races in, and uh, and running races and doing things. Uh, and um, you, you sound very passionate and I have seen you uh, over the years uh, working, working through that. Tell us what motivates you uh, uh, what makes makes this your life lifetime calling? Uh, being a race director, event manager. Well, I mean, I, I myself like I like to compete. Also, um, I dabble in triathlons. I did the half Ironman this year, and um, I'm signed up for the full here in September. And I'm hoping for a, a good outcome on that. I'm not by any means a, a pro or competitive, but 
Um, it's so satisfying. Well, for an athlete, it's satisfying when you go out to a well-run event and, you know, you go at an aid station and the volunteers are enthusiastic and they're, uh, they're helpful and cheering you on and the course is well-marked and then you get, uh, to the finish line and the results are near instantaneous and, um, you know, the results are posted quickly and the, uh, award ceremony happens on time and the race starts on time and, um, it's, uh, I mean, it's a thrill as an athlete, and then it's a thrill to provide those very same things to other athletes uh, to keep them, you know, coming back and energized and, um, you know, thrilled to do their own training for their own events. Uh, so that's really that's what I mean. It's there's nothing uh, to me more exciting than just. And, and they're not, they don't happen often, but um, I mean, with a hundred events in the bag from last year, you know, I would say one fifth of those came out, came off without, without any incident. And, you know, there might've been a few things behind the scenes that no one knew about, but pulling off a perfect event is, is just a thrill to make happen. And you're just, you know, you want, and that is really what we believe is next year's best marketing, uh, for next year's event. So putting on a great event this year, is next year's best marketing is what we always say. So being able to grow an event and grow the participate participation in that event and that charity, that's that's what really drives us. Definitely. Uh, talking about that, uh, you kind of mentioned uh, my next question is uh, tell us about a uh, story or, or situation when, you know, you, you as many races you have put uh, going through some some of the, some of the chaotic uh, moment, chaotic situation. Uh, tell us about how, how do you manage to solve those problems during the race or after the race? How does that work? Uh, tell us about um, an, an incident or something like that that you want to talk about. Sure. Well, our main focus, of course, is the participant safety and the runner safety. And, and everything hinges on uh, everyone being safe. And then the next most important thing is putting on a fair race. Um, so you, then you rely on the, you know, the rules, um, you know, whether folks follow the course um, and, and whether there was some, you know, mix up of, of, of how the course was marked or how the course was timed. Um, but really what sticks uh, in my mind just recently, um, it was by no means a perfect event, but we did the best that we could. We were timing the, I mentioned earlier, the Open Water Masters Nationals event and something that you just don't count on. And if you're, uh, or even think about if you're having a race in the river and you get a lot of rain uh, the week of the race, um, that's going to make for a really fast current. So uh, we had some folks finishing a mile in like 12 minutes, uh, you know, <laughs> a mile swim in 12 minutes is just crazy. That's crazy. And so, yeah. And, and then two miles was, you know, some folks were doing it in 20 minutes. Um, so we had to adjust. And um, luckily, we had uh, a video at our finish line. And um, we had a lot of great pilot. Um, those are the kayakers that guide the swimmers as they're, as they're going along the course. And so um, it's just, you know, you just never know. It's always something new, every event. And um, you can always, you know, rely on your experience um to to push ahead but um but you know mother nature and just participants in general will surprise you um 
So, but that was the the latest surprise. You just you just went and, and then there was a one mile uh, open water swim and a two mile on Saturday, and then following the the next day we had a, a seven mile swim, and that one was really fast too. Of course, we had a lot more time on that one, um, but it's just crazy how uh, fast the, the river was flowing, and uh, you know that really affects the the finish density of the folks that are doing the race, and and you've got to adjust on the fly. So definitely. So talking about um, uh, running race. Racing, you you're doing putting a lot of races. Uh, tell us about what's the uh, landscape of running as a runner. Uh, you like to tell us uh, what's what what are we looking forward for for us to look at one year, two years, five years from now. I mean, even ever since I've been running last ten years, things has changed so much with the timing and video and the photos and all all these things are changing so much. And the amount of races out there is so much changing so fast uh, with the technology and everything. Tell us about what uh, what things are changing um, as as for you as a race director, as a runners like me, what are we looking forward for as we go forward? Well, um, one of the things is, um, of course, phones. I mean, I, I carry my smartphone with me. A lot of, I know that, um, I mean, equipment company that we're working with is working on a solution, but they're working on real-time tracking so that, you know, a family and friends at home will know where you are exactly in the course at any given time. And then even using that as an assist um, at the finish line in case your chip doesn't read or you've lost your bib number. I know that that's something to look forward to. And then as you mentioned too, you know, the the pictures and some folks are adding video at the finish line. So you can see actual video of yourself finishing. Um, and then, I mean, it's even changed for us. I don't know if uh, we do a great job of communicating it, but we do um, live Facebook and YouTube streaming um, from our finish line. So you can uh, go back and see yourself finish on video, or you can share it with family and friends and they can uh, watch at home for you to, to finish. Uh, there at the finish line and we're uh, lucky that um, our local uh, internet provider uh, which is actually part of the the city utility EPB um, is one of our sponsors and provides a hunt you know a, a gigabit connection right there at the finish line so we're lucky to have them as a sponsor and um, not only were you known as the scenic city but we're also known as the gig city gotcha that the whole technology has changed uh, so much uh, it helps I think uh, one of the races I ran they were doing a live photo as you cross certain areas and and it'll come to your social media not only live uh, posting your uh, time but it's now come with the photos as well that's just uh, technology you know it's that's that's something that was uh, I was amazed so so that's that's great to know uh, I didn't know about the YouTube uh, that's uh, I'll have to tell my family as they're sleeping in the hotel they can <laughs> they can watch me where I am and uh, Jay uh, before we close this uh, interview uh, I think you have some discount code for for the listener podcast listener for seven bridges marathon Yes, sir. We're for the for the M Runs Pad podcast. We're doing a special. This is a one week special. Um, you can use the the, the discount code podcast. Um, that's no space, and it's uh, it doesn't matter if you use uh, little or capital letters. Um, but again, podcast, and you can get twenty percent off any distance relays, five k, kitty k, half marathon, full marathon um, for the next week. Uh, podcast twenty. Podcast twenty. What is the date that it'll it'll uh, expire? Um, it'll be a week from Wednesday, so I guess that will be August 9th. That'll, that'll be good uh, for people to start uh, training if they have not signed up for the uh, for the Marathon Podcast 20. That's the 20% discount code uh, for, for you all to listen right now. And uh, summer is a great time to train for October Marathon. This, uh, <laughs> this is a hot weather right now. Rarely will pay 
day of this hot weather training. I, mean, I have done this so many times. 43 degrees. That's that's uh, that's that's kind of weather you get uh, on, on that uh, marathon day. I mean, we 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 had some hot days, but but it's nothing like what we have right now. So definitely, if you're looking for a fall marathon, this this is a great uh, great for the uh, just to go see the city, go with the family, Birmingham, yeah, Nashville, all this area is not far to drive. Uh, I mean, you have a we have distance from Birmingham, Atlanta, Nashville is is pretty close to drive. So so definitely, uh, guys, ch- check it check it out. And a great race. I run this almost every year now. And I every every year I try to go qualify for Boston. Do you have any number on how many people qualify in your race uh, for Boston? Uh, I haven't really looked at that number specifically, but I'm I would guess between 40 and 50 every year definitely that's 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 a good number itself so so we'll we'll have to probably track it for a future uh jay we, we talked a lot about running racing race management before we close this interview can you give us a word of advice to people who's listening to, uh, to this podcast want want to do like what you're doing in the future or want to be part of event uh give us a word of advice to people runners uh runners like uh be a part of events and either manage it volunteer but uh, give us a word of advice to all the listener um, about the race management. Sure, if that's something that you're interested in, um, no matter what role that you you know that you describe, I would just start a dialogue with the folks that are putting you know putting on a race uh, that you're interested in. Um, I have a lot of folks that um, have uh, volunteered for us and have come on and become employees, and then have gone on to to put on their own races. Um, so really, it's just uh, knowing. You know, doing more and, and, and knowing more than just what happens on race day, you know, the, the, the preparation and the permitting and uh, the insurance side and, um, you know, T-shirt orders. And I mean, really, there's just a, a huge amount of uh, logistics that go into every race. And just if you jump in there and find out about, you know, helping out with packet pickup, um, just an incredible amount of learning goes on at, at each facet of an event. So even even volunteering for an aid station. I mean, you can learn a lot, a lot about a race then, too. And try to um, not do it for more than one race because, um, we, you know, we, we certainly don't have the monopoly on best practices. That's part of the reason why I do other races is to find out other great things that other great races are doing that we can um, emulate or maybe even go a, a step further. Definitely uh, sounds like great word of advice. Uh, before we close this interview, would you like to invite uh, all the runners to come and come and check the Seven Bridges and Chattanooga this fall? Yes, please. Uh, if you're check out our website, sevenbridgesmarathon.com, um, you know, come visit our beautiful uh, city in the south. Chattanooga, Tennessee, and uh, we've got the Tennessee Aquarium and Rock City, Ruby Falls, uh, and IMAX Theater. So we have uh, plenty of things to do when you're uh, after you've picked up your packet and um, waiting to race the next day. And definitely a lot of great place to eat downtown, and uh, and also great uh, place to hang out. So and also yeah, I'm looking forward to come back and run the run the race, and uh, hopefully all the listeners uh, consider running, coming come run. The, run the race at Chattanooga. Thanks for your time, uh, Jay. Uh, we're looking forward to talking to seeing you pretty soon. Um, October is not that far, so. That's true. Thank you so much for having me, Suma. Thank you. If you have a need to cover your events from marketing to taking photos, please contact mruns.com by emailing at marathonruns at gmail.com. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Emirates Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast channel, Voice of Runners, at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and more. And also follow our social media channel, Marathon Runs, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.